Blog Talk Radio. This is my 100th episode. <laughs> or as some would say, this is my 100th episode. <laughs> I'm Brett Singer. This is my show. One hundred episodes, yeah, one hundred episodes, yeah. Welcome to Brett from the Bunker. I am your host, Brett Singer. It is Friday. It is December 4th. It is 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we are here live, and I am joined today by my guest, Kate Hester. Kate, how are you? Hey, good, Brett. Congratulations on your 100th show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's yes, great. Yes, it, it is a milestone. It is a milestone, and we will celebrate. Um, yeah, so- I'm honored to be on it. Yes, thank you. Well, thank you. I'm honored to have you. Uh, so my question for everyone, and it w- I had sort of stopped asking this because the quarantine was over, and now it looks like we're quarantining again, so I feel like I should keep asking. How are you holding up? Um, I'm doing okay. You know, I, I, I managed to keep myself really busy with, uh, like, Zoom shows, and, you know, I, I did a little talk show during the first quarantine, and that kept me busy. But uh, other than that, it's you know, I, I go for long walks. I live in Jersey City, so I can go walk on the waterfront and stay away from people. And there's Liberty State Park isn't far away. So I I can tell when I'm like need to uh, do something to get myself out of a slump. Like, OK, yeah, yeah. That's so a good I'm, thing I'm to know, know, know about yourself. Yeah, that's a good thing to know about yourself. Like I need to get, I need to get out of the slump. So, so my next question is usually what are you doing to stay sane? And it sounds like some of that, the answer to that is comedy. Yeah. Yes, definitely comedy. Um, definitely writing a lot. Um, I'm still working, so I'm like semi essential sort of. So at least I still have like material with like going to work and, and stuff that happens during work. And, you know, so I still have a bit of, life happening you know all right well that's good that's yeah. certainly a good thing it's, it's better yeah, to have I'm life happening grateful. than not yeah no it's definitely yeah. better to have life happening i think i think that's yeah. a fair thing to say um let's see so all right well you mentioned you mentioned work so let me ask you about that what do you do i am a pedestrian safety specialist for the state of new jersey and it's it's actually a very funny job it's 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 ripe with comedy this this job so it it keeps me entertained and uh i you know i go to well when there is school i go to schools and i teach kids about you know being a smart pedestrian and uh i also sometimes have to do that with adults that like corporations and stuff which is always funny like talking to adults about how to cross the street you know (laughs) but but people get hit by cars every day so apparently it needs to be done it's an apparently it's an important job people just wander out in the traffic and you know it's also making drivers aware of pedestrians as well so it's i'm not just victim blaming i've been you know i get some uh 
you know, nutty people saying that my job is victim blaming, but it's not. It's if the responsibility falls on everybody to be a safe driver and safe pedestrian. So <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like but, there's just in the title there's a joke there, like pedestrian safety specialist yeah. for the state of New Jersey. I, there's yeah. a mob joke. There's something there's something yeah. there about, you know, Jimmy Hoffa. I'm not sure what it is yet, but I feel like yeah. there's definitely a joke there. Yes, I I have a joke. It's like because uh, there's a lot of statistics involved in my job. So um, the first, the number one killer in the state of New Jersey is cancer. The second killer is um, heart disease. And the uh, third is just accidents, like unintentional injury is what it's called. So I'm like, what do you mean unintentional injury? Like, is there like a falling piano epidemic that I don't know about? Like, what do you mean <laughs> unintentional? Like who pissed off Joey bag of donuts or whatever? Like un- were people <laughs> falling into manholes, like unintentional injury is the third biggest killer in New Jersey. So that's why my job exists. Cause apparently we're all a bunch of ding dongs who get water in the traffic. <laughs> Yeah, well, you said you said it already. You're wandering into traffic. That's yeah. great. I, lo- I love it. Mm-hmm. Just uh, hey, yeah. hey, uh, I'm going to cross the street without the light. Yeah. Hey. Exactly. And I don't want to victim blame. I'm not trying to victim blame. I feel like yeah. you know that you don't want to do that. But it's it's interesting because yes. you say you said kids, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then you said adults, and I was like, adults, really? And then you said, oh yeah, I guess people get hit by cars. I guess yes. that is a thing. And, yep. And the number one, uh, the whoever gets uh, the 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 type who gets hit by the car the most is full grown men. They are the number one traffic victims. <laughs> so it's like, wow, you guys really do do everything better than women right down to getting hit by cars. <laughs> um, so what was I, what was I going to say about you? So now you're also an artist. Yes. Yes. And I am what, an artist. What, kind, what uh, kind of art, what art do you do? I take rolls of black tape and I rip it up into teeny tiny bits and pieces and then I form images with it. So it's like masking tape art. Really? Yes. It's fascinating. Yeah. You, you, and you, make, um, you make art out of masking tape. Yes. It's like a black masking tape that I discovered back in my photography days and I was like, this stuff is cool. It's just like a flat mat. Oh, sticky paper almost, but it's it's you dr- qualified. You draw it first. Um, no, after all these years, I kind of just know how to do it. Um, sometimes I have to draw it first if it's something like if I'm doing a scale, like if I'm blowing something up way bigger, then I'll have to figure that out, like a mural or something like that. But but where do you get your inspiration from? Um, well, a, a lot of everyday things. I I my main inspiration is fashion magazines. I love the absurdity of the fashion world. And uh, I was in, in the fashion industry for a long time, and then I got burnt out on it, and I quit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, mostly just, like, everyday things. Like, I like cool shadows, and the nice lighting inspires me. Like, just sometimes just a nice still life will, will be nice. So just everyday scenes. I mean, you know, I'm A lady looking, with I'm... an umbrella, yeah. I'm looking at you up now, and I'm seeing there's this one of a woman kissing a guy in a diving helmet. Yes. That, that's yes, really cool. That's I like this a lot. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, like, semi-famous for in the tape art world, you know? There is a tape art world. I was going to say, there's a tape art world? I mean, what, is that? what does yes. that mean? 
there is. There's it's a you know a group of artists who you know it's big in Berlin. There's a, a whole bunch of tape artists from Berlin, but uh, yeah, you know I I do okay with it in non-pandemic times. I usually uh, make a decent living with it, but uh, no one's buying anything. For months. Oh <laughs> no yeah, okay. Yeah, because people, you know, that's a luxury item. A, a piece of art made out of math. No one's spending money on that right now. You know, these, I have to say these these are pretty good. I mean, I, I actually I like these a lot. Thank you. I'm just, I'm just glancing through. Um, there's this one with the woman with flowers for a head. I don't know if she has flowers okay. for a head exactly, but it's you know <laughs> her head is obscured by flowers. I kind of like it. Uh, there's a guy uh-huh. with a guitar. You got a lot. You got a lot of stuff. How long have you been doing this? Uh, about 15 years. Oh wow. Okay. So you so you yeah. must, and, and are you still doing it even though you're not able to sell it right now? Yes, I'm still getting commissions here and there. Um I just, you know, I get, I get a lot of pet portraits, a lot of pet commissions, and I'm actually doing a lot of work for this uh really nice church that's down the street. It's like this very inclusive church that uh accepts absolutely everybody and and uh, it's a it's a nice place. I'm not a religious person, but it's uh it's a staple in the community. This place, you know, they do homeless breakfast there, and and uh, you know they don't discriminate against anybody. So uh, they asked me to do a bunch of portraits of uh, I guess people who are in who've been in the church for a long time or whatever. So I'm doing uh, portraits of them for free because huh. <laughs> it's the church <laughs> but you know hard to say no to the get church into somehow yeah you there you go there somehow. there you go there you go I, I dig these diving guys these this uh the diving helmet people there that's really Thanks. I, yeah, like no, that. I like that one a lot yeah the the vintage diving suits translate very well into masking tapes yeah there's something really cool about that yeah um you got a lot of stuff online yes there's my, quite my a bit. actually yeah, my I had a really nice website for a while, but it just expired. I don't have the the 150 bucks to throw at them right now. So, but yeah, you know, there's enough on Google that if people really want to look at my stuff, they can. It comes up very website. easily. I was not I was not even yeah. I I was not like it was it wasn't hard to find. Let me put it that way. Yeah, there you go. Hey, so Hester there's the part. <laughs> um, that is very very cool. I like it. I like yeah, it. I, I, got didn't know, to do, I didn't know that about you. Thank you. I know. I, um, you know, I, it used to be all-encompassing. It's all I ever did. I would go to work and come home and then get right to the easel. And, uh, again, I started feeling burnt out on that because it's been 15 years of nonstop big art shows where I'd have to complete, like, 30 pieces. And uh, that takes all year. To, to do one art show takes an entire year. And I was just – burnt out I was like I can't I can't do this anymore so I decided to dive into stand-up comedy instead so that's what I'm doing now but I'm still doing the art I'll never give that up but I really do focus most of my time on the comedy now so you say you're still doing the art you won't give that up so that means exclusively the tape like you're not you're not drawing you're not doing something else you're just doing tape art yeah just the tape art yeah now, did you ever consider it's, it's yeah, switch, it's, it's, switching to drawing? Cause, I mean, yeah. I, but did you ever consider switching to drawing? Because obviously it's a little less labor-intensive. Now, it's just, you know, it, it's it's boring. I, I think it's boring. Like, the tape, is it just excites me, and it excites other people, and that excites me back. 
So I, I get a lot of energy out of it, you know. How many rolls of tape do you go through for one piece? Uh, one roll of tape will will yield many pieces. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, would have thought there would be more. I, if I do an installation, that will take many rolls of tape. Like uh, I, there's this really nice gallery in Newark uh, called the Living uh, the Incubator Space or something like that. I think they actually closed, unfortunately. But I did uh, 120 fruit bowls. I wanted to tape wallpaper, so for some reason I decided to do a fruit bowls. I guess there were fruit bowls in my parents' kitchen growing up, this terrible fruit bowl, 70s wallpaper. So I wanted to recreate that. So I did 120 fruit bowls on this big wall, and it, it drove me insane. And uh, that took like three or four rolls of tape. That was a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Three or four rolls of tape. <laughs> but it impressive. came out really cool. Yeah, it came out really cool. It looked, And I love the whole wow factor, like when people realize it's tape, that, that gets me going, you know, and the people are like, oh, my God, it's tape. I can't believe that. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's, I mean, yeah. look, I think that's really cool. I I, uh, I I was immediately intrigued. I I have to admit, that's definitely a neat thing to know about you. I like cool. it. I definitely like it. And it's also, it's a style cool. that I happen to like. I, um, my wife and I buy art and a lot of it is black and white. Um, and I don't know if that's because I'm colorblind or not, but it sort of seems to mm. be a place that we've gravitated towards. We have a lot of line drawings and a lot of, I mean, I say a lot, not a ton. But, yeah. you know, we've got the things that we have seem to be mostly black and white. And so I, I was immediately drawn to what you were doing. I, I was uh, cool. already, you know, like I could totally see getting, um, you know, one of those. Uh, I, I, I really, I, for, again, it sounds like it's not just me. I really did dig the diving helmet people. You know, the woman kissing the guy with the <laughs> diving helmet and the two guys yeah. sitting there with the diving helmets. There was just something about that that really caught my eye. Cool. Thanks. I'm glad that was a, a good, I sold that show out. So all those pieces are gone. Oh, wow. That was a good show. Yeah, that was a good show. Yeah. I used to be neck deep in it. Like I, you would definitely, if we were Facebook friends, you would absolutely know I was an artist because it was all I did, all I talked about. And now it's all, I guess I, I dive full force into things until I burn out on it. And then I dive full force into something else. So, who so knows how long you been do- <laughs> there you go. How long you been doing stand up? Yeah. Almost two years. So I'm still like considered a newbie, but I dove in head first. And um, when the world was up and running, I would hit like three mics a night, every night. And I wanted to catch up with everybody else. I didn't want to be a newbie. I'm like, all right, I don't want to be new. I want to catch up with everybody else. That's the only way to do it. Only way to do it. It's it's funny. A lot of people, and I I was guilty of this when I first started because the times just didn't work for me. Like a lot of the mics were at Mm -hmm. night and that was just not – you know, I'm usually home with my family having dinner. So sure. um, then I found some mics that were during the day, and that became, you know, it became a lot easier for me to for me to hit uh-huh. multiple mics. But you know, that's the only way to get better. I mean, you're not gonna get yeah. you're not gonna get better. I mean, even if you're just doing the same jokes over and over again to the same people, you just you gotta keep doing it. And doing it in your room is just not it's not the same. It's not good enough. No, it's not good enough. You have to do it in front of a room full of angry incels sitting there with their arms crossed and with scowls on their faces. <laughs> Look, I mean, I can't ima- I cannot imagine what it's like to be a woman at open mics because it is so not woman dominated. Let's just say that was another yeah, thing that no, I, I I found Felicia Madison's F comedy mics and there there are a lot more women there. 
And I, I frankly found it more pleasant. I, I don't want to be, you know, a jerk about it, but I mean, it's def, there's definitely a lot of, as you, as you say, incels with their arms crossed. And <laughs> it's sort of like, yeah. it's just not yeah, great. Like, why is she here? Yeah. I find, yeah, I find that a lot of uh, these guys that open mics that definitely are like, what, what are you doing here? You know? Yeah, and, and I just don't get I, that. I just, that doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Yeah. I, I don't. That's it's like what, you've never heard of a female comedian. I mean, it's, seriously, is it, are, we, yeah. are we really still playing that game? It's 2020. I mean, let's can we exactly. stop that, please? It's it's ridiculous. It, it is it is stupid. You know, and and we can sniff that out. I think faster than guys realize. You know, like I I can tell within five seconds if some male comedian thinks I don't belong there. You know. I just can't. It, just it, it bothers me vibe, to no end. Yeah. It, it it bothers me to no end that that is still a thing, and I totally believe you, and I am not discounting it. I am just saying that it makes me crazy. Yeah, but that's good to know about Felicia Madison's mics when the world reopens again. Yeah, you know, they're good. No, they're went. good. They're yeah. they're very good. They're and and uh, I mean the online mics are good too, but it's obviously online mics sure. are not the same thing. Um, but it, yes, but a lot but of the, they are better than nothing. Yes. They're, they're they're definitely better than not. Do you do a lot of those? Because I yeah. do a ton. I do. Yeah, I do. Um, and not so many mics lately, because I've just been doing a lot of shows. I guess so. I haven't really been doing because I'm just been doing the same set. I do have some new stuff I want to start working out. So I guess I'll hit the uh, I'll start hitting mics again. But I haven't done a mic in like a month, which is bad. But you know, plus it's like I was when the world reopened for a little bit. Uh, I was hitting all the outdoor stuff, but now everyone's going back inside again, which I don't think is a smart idea. <laughs> you know? oh, you, you, which you think is not a smart idea? The mics going back inside? Yes, going yes, like the the comedy going back inside. It's like been in basements and stuff like that. And I'm like, nah, I'm not crazy about no, it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't no. do it. Someone someone's going to get COVID. No. I mean, I just I yes. don't know what to say. I just that's that's how you, that's how they we get are. COVID. Yeah, they are. They're a bunch of comics. A bunch of comics came down with COVID. They're all going to these indoor mics, and they're all giving each other COVID. So there was uh, like three or four of them that recently got it. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So I went and got tested. Luckily, I was safe and sound. But, uh, you know, again, I'm not doing this indoor stuff. I was only doing outdoor stuff. But still, people are still putting their mouths on the microphone. It's like, what are you doing? Stop putting your mouth on the microphone. Yeah, I bought a bunch of mic covers, um, which, yeah. I'm, which you know, it's probably not perfect, but it helps. And you, and, you know, the, yeah. I, I, I did a, sh- I did a show last week outside, and the guy had microphone wipes, and the, you know, so that was good. So I mean, it's like, yeah. and I mean, that's what you have to do. You gotta, yeah, you gotta, you, gotta, you just gotta treat it as. I mean, I mean, I, I totally think we have to keep doing shows. I mean, I'm not discounting that, but I also think, you know, exactly. we gotta. Got to be safe. Got to be really safe about yep. it. Yep. Yeah, got to be safe. Um, it sounds like the tiny cupboard is uh, starting to do indoor stuff. They sound like they've got, they are on top of everything. Like they're going to be really safe about it. They're only allowing certain people in. They're going to be really strict about the distancing and the sanitizing. So they're on top of their game. How are they able to do that, though? I mean, I thought we were, I thought that was not allowed. Um, I think if it's under a certain amount of people, it's allowed. Oh, okay. So they, they're keeping they're yeah. keeping the numbers really low. I mean, look, yeah. they're crushing it. The they really they were doing, yeah. you know, they they were had so many shows. I mean, it was like basically yeah. every night of the week they had multiple shows going on on that rooftop. So I'm sure yeah. they don't want to lose I think that they momentum. They saved comedy. They saved comedy. I think they saved the New York comedy scene. They certainly kept it going. Absolutely, I, I yeah. don't disagree with that. Yeah. I do not disagree with that. 
What, is there yeah. is there any place in Jersey that's like that? That's sort of you know like a hub for comedy. Not well. I don't have a car, so I I stick to Jersey City. And if I can get a ride somewhere else, I will. Um, but there's uh, Rich Carucci. Do you know him? Yeah, he's yeah, sure. Been doing yes, he's been doing those uh, shows at that strip club. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes, of course. So. Yeah, he's been doing a great job with that, and I, I did a show there, and they're pretty smart. It's, it's outdoors. It's, it's in a, a tent and with a heat lamps, and everyone keeps their distance for the most part and has masks on, and, and he puts on really good shows there. So he's been doing that, and that was a fun show to do. Um, and the girls aren't 100% naked, so it's not, like, skeezy. They're, they're in, like, bikinis. It's, it's not that bad. So they're uh, stripping outside? Well, no, they're inside, but they'll walk around, uh, I guess, to greet the guests or whatever. Okay. And uh, the heat, the heat lamps really do keep it warm, but uh, yeah, you know, they're they're doing what they got to do to pay the bills. You know. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, I, but yeah. it's it's not totally nude. I I was worried about that. I was like, hey, am I gonna feel comfortable there? But then I went, and it's totally harmless. It was perfectly fine. They're no more nude than Hooters. Maybe a little yeah. more. They'd yeah. be a little more nude than Hooters. Yeah, they got like little bathing suits on. It's fine. It's like going to the beach. <laughs> okay. It's like a day at the beach. Yeah. There you go. So, it's warm and yeah. everything. Nice. Yeah, I did. I wasn't uncomfortable at all. So it was perfectly fine. And he puts on great shows there. He gets good comics there. Um, but then in Jersey City, we've got this uh, really nice guy, this friend of mine named Irv Hernandez. He puts on a lot. Irv. Of and, I love yeah. Irv. I did a show. I, I did a show Irv. for Irv. Uh, God, was it last year already? Jeez. Um, it was before, again. It was 2019. What a great guy! I, I'm a big fan yeah. of his. Isn't he a sweetheart? Like they don't make him like that anymore. You no, know? they really don't. Guy. Yeah, he's such a good guy, and he's doing. He's been doing uh, shows at this uh, really big brewery. Uh, I forget the name of it right now, but it's it's this really big brewery on uh, in Jersey City, and it's very spacious, and they have these giant garage doors they open, so there's a lot of air that's coming through. And uh, they have heat lamps in there as well, so it's, everyone's warm. And, and Irv gets amazing comedians. He gets, like, famous people, you know. Look, if you've so if, if you're, you yeah. got a stage, I mean, you know, yeah. uh, you can do it, I think. Everybody's looking yeah. for a place to perform. I mean, they, they, were, getting good, yeah. they were getting a lot of late-night people at, um, at the Tiny Cupboard. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think – I mean, Irv's probably more willing to hustle, but, you know, you got to yeah. – you just got to get it out there that you got a show, and I think people will do it. I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that. You know, there's there's really not a ton of, of this guy. There was there was a little art gallery that was doing shows. Uh, it's called Riff Off the Cliff, and they put on great shows too. So uh, yeah, there's there's some spots. There's, there's some spots around where they put on shows. It's they're more difficult to get into. <laughs> you know, it's because there's because there's not a ton of them and you know comics are all scrambling for shows you know right absolutely absolutely yeah. so so your inspiration to get into comedy was you needed a break from from the art is that right yes and so, yes and and getting older like i'm i'm in my mid 40s i'm not i'm not one of these kids that's oh you, you look know, so young and oh, you look okay. so you look yeah, so young yeah. i would not have guessed i would not have guessed that Yes, I'm. I'm a witch. <laughs> <That's what> I'm <laughs> I don't know about that, but you're just you're very young. Yeah, no, 
that's what this this other this young comic he was like 29 he assumed that I was close to his age and I was like dude I'm old enough to be your mom I'm definitely like can be your mom and uh he was like what are you a witch (laughs) yes there you go I'm a witch (laughs) nice that's a way to make friends there buddy so yes exactly he he was joking around he's a he's a good guy so uh yeah I, I look a lot younger than I am and I realize you know it's showbiz showbiz is not kind to older women or older people in general and uh, especially older women. So I was like, I better get in on this while I still look young, <laughs> you know? Oh, you could definitely pass. I mean, you should get into acting because that's a, a key thing in acting is being able to play younger. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah maybe. Totally. <laughs> yeah, you should, you should, you should definitely get on that. Cause you know, things like commercials and stuff, um, you just, yeah, you don't look your age. So that's huh. not going to, that's never going to be a bad thing. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm wondering how long I could keep this up for. I'm like, how, how much longer till I look like I'm in my 40s? So that, that definitely kicked me in the butt a little to get into comedy, though, because I'm like, this is showbiz. And if you, things go well, they, they want you to look young. So I, I need to do this. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't. I mean, as, as someone who looks his age, um, I can honestly say it's better. It's better to look younger. There is no downside yeah. to looking younger. It's not a bad thing at all. Sunblock. I recommend sunblock. That's my secret. I wear it. Every oh, okay. Day. Sunblock is good. I I could do that. Yep. Or, or right now, I just don't go outside. So that that's also an yeah, option. There you go. Just don't <laughs> go out. Stay inside. Um, so, did you have favorite comedians? Were the people that inspired you to become a comedian? Well, growing up, I mean, I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to do it. I've, I love, I've loved stand-up since I was a little kid, and uh, I would sneak watch. My older sister had a TV in her room, so at, after bedtime I would, like, sneak and watch David Letterman, and I love David Letterman. And growing up, he was a big inspiration of mine to, like, get into writing and, and just being funny. You know, I was always, like, the, the goofy kid who would never behave in class and all that stuff. So uh, David Letterman was a big influence on me. And then, um, you know, just the classics. My dad had a lot of comedy albums. So I listened to a lot of Joan Rivers and, unfortunately, Bill Cosby. You know, we didn't know back then. Well, we didn't know. Person. It's not unfortunate. I mean, yeah. look, it's it is what it is. Yeah. You, you can't. You don't want to push him now. But if you but you listen to it yeah. when we didn't know, it's all right. It's all right. So yeah. nobody's going to nobody's going to cancel you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and George Carlin, and even like the goofy stuff. Like the my dad loved the Smothers Brothers, and. Uh, I, I asked a younger comic the other day. I'm like, oh yeah, the Smothers Brothers, and he was like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, you got, you got to know these things, you guys. You got to got to know your history. Smothers Brothers. Yeah, you got to know your. Got to know your history. Yeah, you know, and you know that corny stuff. I, I, you know, I loved it growing up. But now, a modern day, I, I love Maria Bamford. I mean, there's nobody like her. She's she's such a so queen. unique. She's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So so amazing. unique. Totally unique. I love how she just like melds into this imitations of people in her life, you know, like she does her mother and stuff like that. And uh, it's just so, so she's so amazing. So she's a big inspiration. And of course, like Michelle Wolf, um, I love Christina P, you know, they are amazing female comics, but just, you know, I like all, I like a lot of comics. It doesn't have to be male or female. That kind of gets on my nerves that our sex has to, come into play at all like why does it matter if you're funny you're funny you know 
Oh, of course. Well, in terms of who you yeah. like, I, I mean, I think it's yeah. good to, you know, to sort of keep up with people. And if you're booking a show, I don't know if you've yeah. ever done that, but when you're booking a show, I think it's important to, you know, to Very not important. exclusively book male comics because because that's a trap yeah. you can fall into pretty easily. So, yeah. you know, you want to try to open, you know, open up the doors, get women, get people of color. And I think that's, that's a good yeah. thing. I mean, there's no, there's, I, but at the, I mean, at the same time, every, everybody's got to be funny. Like you're not going to just go yeah. and just grab, you know, Hey, you're a woman, like, like do my show. Like, yeah. you know, obviously you want it to be somebody <laughs> funny, but you also, but you want to make sure yeah. that as you're, as you're booking, um, I do this with the show that I book and you know, it's, it's not that hard once you do it, but it's definitely an easy trap to fall into to not, um, you know, to not do it. So I think, you yeah. know, everyone, everyone's got to be funny though. I mean, that's, that's really the, the main thing that matters is being funny. Sure. Yeah. No, that's the most important thing. And there's so many funny women out there in the scene, like in our scene, there's so many, so many good ones. So well, that's the thing. And again, it, it, I think you mostly know, I don't know about you. I feel like I mostly know comics from the mics I go to. And mm-hmm. most of the mics I go to happen to have a lot of women. Yeah. So then that that's not like I sought that out. It's just that's sort of the way it worked out. I think some I think some of it is the, is the timing. Like I'm not going sure. to a lot of eight nine eight nine ten o'clock mics because that's just not a good time for me. And I'm talking about uh-huh. in the I'm talking about pre-pandemic. Like in the pandemic, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, yeah. Although I still pre- I still prefer you know sort of like I'm going to do a mic at noon. I've got you know I got there's one at five that I like to do. I have my mic that's also at five o'clock. You know. I just I have my schedule and I have the times that you know I I I know what I prefer and you know it sure. just, it, although in the pandemic I wouldn't say it's necessarily been more women I don't really I don't know I haven't really been paying that much attention I only noticed that yeah. it was more women when I went to other mics and I realized that it was mostly guys like that was the only yeah. time I noticed that the ones I was at were more women <laughs> Yeah you know I I unfortunately I never got up to uh the West Side Comedy Club a lot because it was just like three subway trains for me to get to it. Oh, so it's a far huge pain. That's a total yeah. pain. Absolutely. So I, like, I don't, I don't uh, look, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. But <laughs> I, I mean, regret it now though. Cause like, you know, like there was a ton of amazing comics there and uh, you know, it seems like it was a nice, if you're saying there was a lot of women there, it seems like it was a healthier scene than the, places i was going <laughs> um look i mean I, I that being said i mean i've often i've been told that you could hit like five mics a night in jersey if you go at the right uh on the right day so i mean wow. you know that sounds that's really appealing to me and i never got to do that oh, yeah maybe so if a, you have a car yeah well that was what they that was what they said is sort of find somebody yeah. with a car and you know get out and sort of line them up and be like okay i think it might even been Irv who said that and, yeah. you know, you sit down and you go, all right, I'm going to hit this, I'm going to hit this, I'm going to hit this. And, and according to him, a lot of the mics have audience, which is something yeah. that you just don't really get in the city. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. That is true. You know, so, you I mean, that's, that, 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 that was certainly appealing. Um, and, you know, and whatever. Yeah. I mean, audience of comics is fine. I mean, you get, you, you get used to it. But uh, yeah. it would be interesting. <laughs> I, know that, I know that outside of New York City – uh, I, I, and I know from being told in Jersey, but also, you know, like you go to Texas, open mics are shows. You know, they actually yeah. have people there buying drinks and doing stuff. And, you know, actually it's it's a quote unquote real audience. Yeah. Yeah, it is like that a lot in, in Jersey back when it was back in the day. <laughs> yes, back in the day, back, back the in the before so times. Yes, the, in the before, before times. times. Which, yeah, I can't believe it's been this long, like, that we're back in winter clothes again. Like, 
I was like, oh, this will be over by the end of summer, you know? Oh, God, Here we yeah. are. I just, you know, is there anything you're kicking yourself that you haven't done? Like, I feel, I feel like I should have written a screenplay by now, and I've been really busy. <laughs> like, I have two podcasts. I've got open mics. I've got, I've got a show every week. I've got other shows that I do. Um, I've done uh-huh. a couple of festivals. I have not yeah, just been sitting busy. around watching Netflix. Yeah, I'm very busy. Yeah, so, no. but at the same, but at yeah. the same time, I do kind of feel like, you know, if I just written the page a day, you know, by now I would have a screenplay. Like so, I, so yeah. I mean, there's a part of me that's a little bit kicking myself for that. Now I don't have like I do have like one idea for a screenplay, but I don't have anything that's like really burning me burning me up to write. Um, uh-huh. And I would have I probably would have had to drop something else. Anyway, is there anything that you feel like you haven't done that you would that you wish you had done? I, I could have definitely gotten more artwork done, uh, especially during the summer. I would just, you know, I would do all my comedy things, and then I would go sit on my stoop with a margarita and just drink for the rest of the day. And I, I could have been more productive within my art studio, which I, I didn't do anything. Um, okay. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't create anything. So I, I could have made more pieces of art. I could have done, like, a big, giant masterpiece by now, you know? <laughs> like, On the other hand, maybe you like, needed to sit and drink a margarita. I mean, there's a certain yeah. – like, I, I'm, I'm not always a self-care guy, but I feel like in quarantine – maybe it's important yeah. like like because i also like i need to watch a little tv like i don't need a ton uh-huh. I, i'm not sitting around watching netflix but you know like it's football season i'm watching football and sure. that's and that's important to me like that's that's the thing that kind of yeah. helps keep me sane i'm very sure. happy watching plus, football plus it's not like we were all just given time off for no reason like the world was crumbling so it was really stressful so it's not exactly conducive environment to sit down and create something wonderful when there's like refrigerator trucks full of bodies outside the hospital and Ugh. Donald Trump is ruining the world like I was I got all wrapped up in all that Donald Trump stuff I was obsessed with it like I got addicted to MSNBC and now that the election's over I'm like not allowing myself to watch the news anymore I just I need a break from it but I, I got addicted to it it's like I just couldn't get enough like, what's he doing now? What is he saying now? What are we going to do about it? Where do we have to go? What, what are we doing? You know, like, who, who's been shot now? Like, what innocent person's been killed? Like, there's a lot of really – it was a terrible summer. So it's not like don't, – don't kick yourself too hard for not writing that screenplay because it's not like, you know, the government was like, okay, everybody, here's just a bunch of time off. Stay in your house. Right. No, no that's a good point. That's a really good point because yeah. it, was, it was definitely the not the most crumbling. conducive. Like the the times when I'm most productive with writing, like I used to go to this writing retreat, or I've done it three or four times um, up in Woodstock, and mm-hmm. I am able to be stag- – I, I once wrote a novel in a summer because I okay. just – because it was like I had nothing else to do, you know, <laughs> like, uh-huh. what, like you, yeah. and you have nothing else to think about, and it's perfect, and it's why writing retreats or, or – or, I mean, it's also an artist retreat – um, and mm-hmm. why those things are so valuable because you don't have anything else to focus on. There was clearly a yeah. lot to focus on. You're absolutely right. I, I am now feel, feeling less bad about myself because the fact is, yeah, yeah it's not like it's not like the world was just fine. Everything was everything yeah. was a god awful mess, and yeah. we didn't know what we're, we didn't know what was going to happen. We were all freaking out. Yeah, yeah, we didn't know what was going to happen, and I. I get real freaked out about like the state of the world all the time. It's why I don't have any kids. Cause I knew back, you know, back when I was married in the Clinton years and I was, people were all over us to have kids. I was like, I don't see the planet going in a good direction. I, I see the environment being bad. I see weird extremist groups popping up. Like I don't want to put a person out into the world 
I, I just don't want to add to the madness and, and make my a little person have to deal with this. So I decided to not have kids because I just, the state of the world is always just stressing me out. And uh, so, yeah, when the world is crumbling and, and a, a really beloved our Jersey City artist died of COVID. So we were all real sad. So it's not, yeah, it's not like it was happy fun time. Let's go make a painting, you know. <laughs> Clinton years, things were good in the Clinton years. If you thought those, were oh bad. yeah, my but, God, oh my God! I was going to say, I mean, by yeah. comparison, Clinton was Clinton yes. was Nirvana compared to what's going on now. Yes, yes, oh my God! And, and the economy was crazy. I, that's been back when I worked in the fashion industry. My boss could piss me off, and I would quit that job and have a better job by the end of the week. You know? Oh like, wow! I, what did you do? With, what did you do from, in fashion? I was a photographer for okay. many years. Like a yeah. Uh, I worked for J. Crew Catalog and Scholastic and Martha Stewart. Like you could just quit one company and jump right into another fantastic company. Like back in the Clinton years, you know, there was just so much money and so many jobs. It's crazy. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, I was doing theater. <laughs> I was I was doing theater okay. publicity, which was not which was uh, you know. I don't know. There, there, it was. It wasn't exactly. I mean, I mean, I made a living, but it wasn't, uh, uh-huh. it wasn't like the kind of money that you're talking about. I always felt like I missed out yeah. on the dot com stuff. I did, I did a little dot com stuff. I did some training. I was actually, I was a, I was a really good teacher. So I, I would mm-hmm. like train and like Excel and, um, and Word, like very basic stuff. Nice. And um, yeah, no, yeah, it was, it was great. It was great, especially if you were a digital photographer back in the early dot com days. The world was your oyster. Oh yeah, because because it wasn't like now where everybody's got a camera. Yeah, exactly. That must so, be fun. Hectic. Yeah, fun. it was. It's actually it was really stressful. Actually, I was miserable. <laughs> so I quit. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, I can't do this anymore. No, it's okay. Uh, yeah, the fashion people in in that industry are are insane. They're they're crazy people. All my bosses were crazy people. Like they were all insane. And uh, I was on all these antidepressants. I would get, like, sick to my stomach every morning on the train with stress, like, just wigging myself out about deadlines. And, Oof. oh, my God, what's he going to – yeah, what's he going to scream in my face about today? Like, it was definitely, like, you know, you've seen, like, the Devil Wears Prada, you know. It's like all the bosses thought they were that woman, you know, just cold and mean and Ugh. putting you down all day. Yeah, it was it was terrible. <laughs> So no I quit. Treat, I was like, I can't do this I, I was, anymore. I was going to say, no wonder you teach traffic safety and make uh, math yes. and safe art. I don't blame you. <laughs> I know. I know. I have zero background in that. What they do is that, you know, it's it's local government. They hire someone who they know is trustable, uh, reliable, and trustworthy. I got hired almost because of the comedy. They were like, we need somebody who is lively in front of a giant crowd and can be entertaining to teach pedestrian safety. And I was like, all right, I can do that. So they – they sent me to all these seminars and they trained just, I've just been training for like an entire year. So now I'm finally at the, the point where I can like go do a seminar, and whatever, but I've been in training all year. So yeah, I went to art school. I was a photographer. I'm an artist and now I'm a pedestrian safety specialist, which is so weird and surreal. And, but I plan on this, having this be my last job. Like I'm never going to leave this job. It's got amazing benefits and a pension. It's a government job. I, I'm going to work there for the rest of my life. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, good. Yeah. I'm glad you found something. Yeah. That's terrific. Yeah. So you did, you yeah. did some art for a pretty famous band. Yeah. 
yeah, that was some like dream come true type stuff. Cause they were like one of my, uh, how it happened was I'm obsessed with the Pixies since I was 15 years old. Uh, when their first album came out, I was like, what is this? It changed everything. And, uh, you know, dove headfirst into the Pixies. And so like maybe like 15 or nah, maybe like 10 years ago, I decided to do an art show that was based all on Pixies songs. So I did the art show. It, it came out really good. And uh, the guy who does the promotional stuff for the Pixies got a Google alert because there was an, a newspaper article about it. Uh, I, I got a, a, into a couple magazines with it and whatever. So the guy who does the Pixies promotions got a Google alert, and he got in touch with me and was like, oh, you know, I uh, forwarded your artwork to the band, and they really love it, and they want to invite you to a concert and meet you. And I was like, oh, wow. my God, that's insane. Yes. I was, like, screaming. I was screaming. I couldn't believe it. It was like winning the lottery. It was like dream come true type stuff. So I went and I met the band and we all got along and they liked me and now we're like friends and they, I'm, they invite me to every show and I get to go hang out with them at every, every show for the past 10 years. So finally this year, the guy who does all their visuals came up to me and he was like, you want to do something for us? And I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> so I, uh, it was like maybe uh, two years ago. Uh, they were like, okay, so we've got the Surfer Rosa tour coming up and uh we would love for you to do some giant uh pieces for uh the concert and i was like uh okay great thank you i will do that and uh it was it was really amazing it was amazing when i went to the concert and saw it uh it was so surreal and so like you know huge dream coming true type stuff i just like ugly cried i broke down and i just sobbed (laughs) it was so crazy so so it was like the background while they were performing yes Oh wow! Yeah, they projected it. Yeah, they projected so, and this it. And um, I have this it on the tape art. Yes, I have cool. it on uh, my. Yeah, it's on my YouTube. If you go, if you YouTube Kate Hester Art Pixies, it it should come up. And it, it was incredible. They did an incredible job. I mean, their visual guy is a genius. He's been doing their stuff for thirty years, and he's absolutely brilliant. So he he knocked it out of the park. Wow, that's yeah, really cool. Yeah, it was cool. That's yeah, really really cool. cool. Uh, so, I'm super um, impressed were, with, the, with the – oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, they were supposed to play the Sydney Opera House, and they were going to project it all over the Sydney Opera House for like a week. And the virus hit and canceled that. Oh, no. So, I know. I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to get to see pictures of it. I mean, it's not like they were going to take me to Australia. Uh, but uh, I was going to at least get to see pictures of my artwork projected onto the Sydney Opera House, you know. Yeah. Maybe when the world reopens, that'll happen. Yeah, they'll come back. They, they'll they'll yeah. come back. I think. I, I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't anticipate this kind of stuff. I mean, it, I mean, we, it can't last forever, right? Yeah, it can't. <laughs> it has it can. to stop at some point. We have to go back <laughs> to normal. I mean, I I don't know about you. I've adapted like almost too well to this, and I just feel uh-huh. like it's going to be real weird when things when things go back to normal. Like the idea of going of actually going out to an open mic. Like I know you've been doing that, but I really haven't. And yeah. it's a weird it's just it's a weird feeling. I don't know. Um Kate, you have it been delightful. Great. This has been absolutely great. Thank you so much for coming oh, on great. for episode 100. Thank you. Uh can, can you tell everyone where they can find you online? Uh yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Kate Balls of Fire. That's K and then the number 8 and then the word balls. And uh, it, it should be the first one that pops up. And then I'm on Twitter at Kate Hester, and that's K-A-Y-T Hester. 
So, and thank you so much for having me, Brett. This was a ton of fun. Yeah, great. Thank you. Um, all right, everyone. So 100 episodes. Very, very exciting. Um, thank you very much for listening. And thank you, everyone who came on. We've had a tremendous amount of guests over the years. And we will continue to do it because this is what we do. So I will be back next week. Um, I will have a guest. I don't know who it is. It'll be a surprise. And uh, it'll be episode 101. So thank you very much. And please, above all, stay safe.